Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. My name is Andy and I've got here with me Jake. Hello Andy, very glad to be here and excited for what we have in store today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Get up to anything this week? Yeah, well, it was a busy week. Um, I watched a couple of films. Uh, last last night I saw um, the Frank Miller um, cartoon, um, go, um, Robots. Was it? Uh, is it Love, Death, and Robots? Love, Death, and Robots. Have That's, you seen uh, Mark it? Miller? Uh, sorry. No, sorry, Tim Miller. Tim Miller. So sorry. many Millers. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I saw it. It's. Have you seen it? I haven't seen an episode yet. No. No. Okay, I will not spoil it for you then. But all I'll say it's it's good. It's good, yeah. It's good, yeah. It's good. Something you, I'll like then. Yeah. yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. Most of the episodes, you'll love it. <laughs> okay, then. So we got a packed show for you guys this week. And for start off, we're going to head into the movie and TV news. So we're going to start this show off with the weekend box office of last week. So as we know, as all our listeners know, we reviewed Captain Marvel, which came out last week. And this movie has earned bonkers amount of money. So in its opening weekend in the US, it earned $153 million. So that is the highest grossing opening weekend for a female lead in any motion picture. Even higher than Wonder Woman? Even higher than Wonder Woman. I looked at the facts and Wonder Woman broke 101 million. So it has done what, 42 more than Wonder Woman? 52 more. So Wonder Woman made 101. And oh, 52 more. That's a lot. And That's one, a big difference. Mm, yeah, and Wonder Woman really got rave reviews. Exactly. And to add to that, it also earned 455 million globally in its opening weekend. That's insane to earn nearly 500 million in your first three days. And I believe now it has crossed 500 million dollars and 200 million in the US. Well deserved. Absolutely well deserved. Marvel know how to make a hit, and this movie has been marketed very well and it's going to inspire a lot of people, so kudos to them. Yeah, what surprised me about this film is normally when I watch a film, my my feeling about a film, somehow my sentiments about a film usually resonates with what everybody else says. So I watch a film and I feel something about a film, good, bad or meh, and then I go online and I see that what most of the critics I follow say the same thing I think about a film. But this was different. This was a film I liked. I really liked it. But most of the critics I knew didn't like it. And I was surprised. It's a really good film. I, people were just complaining about um, Brie and a lot of things about the film. But to me, it was a real good film. We t- spoke about it last week. Yeah, and we both gave it very good scores. Yeah, and I'm just happy that you know the money says that we were right it's a very good film and i'm just happy it's doing well i hope there is probably a part two of it or something but i i i thoroughly enjoyed it there were of, of course like we said last week there were a few kinks and a few things that just didn't work but for most parts it was a good film and i'm just so happy to see that it's making this amount of money it's really good really good yeah, I think the amount of war- uh, money this has earned warrants a sequel now. Yeah. Uh, and judging from what we're going to talk about later, the Avengers Endgame trailer, uh, we do see her in that. So, And Kevin Feige recently came out and said that she is going to be the new face of Marvel as they go, as they go forward. So she replaces Iron Man. Basically, yeah. Uh, Iron Man and Cap. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. We don't know yet what's going to happen. Do you think it's going to cross the one billion mark? No. 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 No, it's not. No, I agree. So Wonder Woman earned... I believe it was 
around about 850 million worldwide. Mm. So do you think Captain Marvel will earn to that amount globally in its entire run? It will probably do better than Wonder Woman, slightly better than Wonder Woman at the end of the day, but it still wouldn't cross that 1 billion mark. It's just, it's a hard, one character alone cannot do that. It needs Civil War, Infinity War kind of combined fans from different places to come together to make to cross the one billion mark in that's what i think i don't see it going over a billion but i see it going over 800 how much did one woman make i don't know the exact figure but it was somewhere around 850 million yeah i see i see stay stick going get in there and stick in there and stay in there that's what i think see i think if in a if it was released a different time it could have earned that much money I think at the minute, though, it has a higher, uh, sorry, a lower chance of earning that much because of the competition. So we got Shazam coming out in a couple of weeks, and then Hellboy, and then a couple of weeks after that, we got Endgame. There's that's a lot of traffic in the movie theaters, and you know, so many people can only go to the cinema. They don't go to the cinema as often as we do. Yeah, people only go either once a week or once a month or once every three months. You know, sometimes it's like a special event. We oh, we only go once a year, mm. and they only pick that one movie. So yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. But we'll keep track on it. We'll keep talking about the figures, just the figures. I, I mean, maybe next week or a couple of weeks' time. We'll yeah, we'll see how much it's made. Yeah. Right. James Gunn. Mm. He has been rehired by Marvel and Disney to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. All I have to say about this is, what? <laughs> I can't believe this has just happened. Well, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised because the reason for his firing wasn't wasn't like a legitimate thing that was worthy of somebody getting fired. It's sort of the same thing that Kevin Hart went through for the Oscars. And at the end of the day, the Oscars, the Academy tried getting him back, but he said no. It's 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 ludicrous. Now, what he did, or what he said rather, a couple of years ago, was wrong. But that was a long time ago. People change. People move on. People's perceptions about life and society changes. And everybody deserves to be forgiven. And you can't use... I've done things... I did. There are some things I've done 20 years ago. If I told you about it now, I'd probably... You know, you can't just keep punishing somebody for something he did when he had less knowledge than he has right now. So I'm just happy that he's back on board. It was a silly... Thing to do in the first place and i think when they saw that dc was hiring him and all that they were like whoa we need to get this guy back on board because he's a main big deal in what we're trying to do with um with god with um our movies so i'm just happy for it for him if, if it was anything else if he made those statements last year or two years ago i would have been like yeah he doesn't deserve you know he should be kicked out but he, he made some silly comments how many years ago 16 it was over 10 years ago uh, yeah i mean ten, we may, i mean that's a long time ago like he doesn't hold those values right now so i and you know there is no indication that he's still that person that he was then so i don't think he deserved to be fired and i'm just happy for the man that he's back i'm happy for the movie that he's back no i totally agree with you i am extremely thrilled that he's back because even though they were going to use his script, if they got a different director, it wouldn't have been the same. Mm. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is James Gunn's baby. That's his vision. He wanted to execute it from one to three. And, and like you said as well, that he was part of 
the next step of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like there were talks that he was going to go further into the cosmos and do really cool stuff there. Although I, I am actually surprised that he's back. Why? Um, because although I, I agree that he shouldn't have been fired in the first place, the way it was presented and the type of company Disney is, they don't really do stuff like this. You mm. know, once they make a decision, that's final. Like that, that is almost the Disney way. Like this is this this is the way we draw the line. Mm. So I'm actually very surprised that they hired him back, and they kind of look stupid right now. I think I think they're sort of got their tail in between their legs. Mm. So it, it's interesting this move. O obviously, like I said, I'm very happy, but yeah. I, I am I am surprised that they rehired him. Yeah, I mean this thing about um, it just brings back the conversation about social media and its impact. Everybody is still learning this whole social media, how to deal with it. You know, it's still a new ground. So you'll see a lot of things like this, um, <laughs> challenges like this, where you know, I mean, like I said, this is the same thing that happened to Kevin Hart, and this is why he didn't host the Oscars. And you know, I, I, it's still new to everybody. I don't think they're stupid. I just think they didn't, they thought they had this covered by taking him away. I'm sure they, they, it became obvious in production that without James Gunn, nobody can do this like him. And they were about to lose a whole lot of money if they were to go ahead without him. And I think nothing talks like money. That's why they had to backtrack on what they did earlier. But, you know, we'll see. I'm just, it, it's good he's back. And I just, would I hate this kind of stories where they bring something from now if he was I've said this before but if he was that same kind of person yes he doesn't deserve to be anywhere near Disney for what Disney stands for but it's a long time ago he apologized then he apologized now let's all move on you know that's the way I see it and I'm just glad he's back they would have lost money that film i think guardians of the galaxy 3 would have been a flop without him because it was his baby like you said it was his vision and no one can do it. i mean you could see we I, I mentioned this last week when we were talking about um captain marvel captain marvel yes i said in the third act when they were doing the the fight scene the fight sequences it, that, that part just didn't work for me I think they were trying to do a Guardians of the Galaxy type thing where you put some action and overlay it with some contrasting music, you know, so some people can be, you know, in pain and you play, the song playing will be easy as Sunday morning. You know, there's always that contrast. They tried to do that with, with Captain, uh, Captain Marvel's end sequence. It just didn't work because it's one if you can do it, you can do it. If you can't do it, you can't force it. And I think that's that's something that needs to be in volume three and i'm just glad he's back i completely agree with you i'm so glad he's back but what's even more exciting is that now he's going to be working with marvel and dc uh, so that just goes to show to all the angry haters out there it, it's fine to work and love both you know yes. you don't have to pick a side yes uh so i've got a question for you now uh, it has been confirmed that his suicide squad movie will be coming out before the guardians of the galaxy volume three I think they got a date down. I think it was August uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. So what are you most excited for now? James Gunn's Suicide Squad or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I think Suicide Squad because I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. So what more can they do? You know. So if I was to choose one, I'd choose Suicide Squad. I want to see what he's going to do with Suicide Squad. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you as well. I'm 
more interested to see what he does in the DC realm with mm. those characters. At the same time, though, I am looking forward to the climax of his trilogy and these characters. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll actually see what happens as well post-Endgame because we don't really know what's going to happen yeah. after this movie. So we'll see what happens in mm. the future. Which, which brought me to the question, as in, does Volume 3 happen before or after Endgame? We don't know yet. But right now, we don't know. We don't know. We'll see. But right. Speaking of Endgame, the directors of that movie, Russo Brothers, they found their next project after this. So it's going to be a movie called Cherry, and it's going to be starring Peter Parker, Tom Holland. So the premise of this movie is it tells of an Iraq war veteran who comes home only to struggle with PTSD and opioid addiction. In order to fund said addiction, he begins robbing banks. Now, considering they've just on the heels of Endgame, this is a very, very different and much smaller movie, isn't it? So you saw the premise of this. What do you think? <laughs> the movie's on planet Earth. It's a normal human being. No superpowers, nothing. Just a normal film about normal human beings. Okay. Um, you see this storyline, a blurb about the film. I've seen it before. I've watched a lot of films that deal with this same particular topic. So I don't know what they're going to do. Because if it's rinse and repeats, I'm not going to be a fan of it, to be honest. It just looks very... Have you not seen films like this before? Oh, no, 100%. And I said it was, with all due respect, there is nothing to be excited about, apart from the fact that, yeah, Tom Holland is there, and I'm a big Tom Holland fan. And obviously, we all love the Russo brothers. But apart from the names behind it, if I came to you and said, John Mitchell is directing a film starring Owen Kevin... And I read this prem the blurb to you. You'd not be excited. The, the story doesn't excite me, to be honest. No, no, I agree with you. The story doesn't. It does that is not what hooks me onto the movie. What ho hooks me onto the movie is the Russo brothers are working on it, and Tom Holland's working on it. So, regardless if I've seen the story before, it needs to be well executed, because yes, there have been plenty of movies similar to this, but none of them have ever got the subject of PTSD right. I said this ages ago when season one of Punisher first came out. That was the time when they nailed PTSD mm. and what it's actually like. Mm. Before that, I thought they handled it in other stuff quite badly. Mm. They didn't quite get it. Mm. So I, with people like the Russo brothers, they might be ones that be able to tell a compelling story regarding this subject matter, mm. which right now is quite you know a hot topic in the world. So. That's why I'm looking forward to this movie, because it could be well executed, a really good story by some really good filmmakers and starring some really good talent. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but to be honest, I am, I mean, there are more exciting things coming up than this one, in my opinion. Oh, no, I agree with you as well, but it's something for me personally on like a smaller film scale budget to look forward to. Yeah. Right, so from the big screen, we head over to the small screen. There's been rumors rumbling around about Apple's TV streaming service coming out. We don't know exactly when's it going to come out or what's it going to consist of. There are rumors that the Apple event, which has been confirmed on March 25th, will unveil this new streaming service, but we don't know yet. We'll see what happens that day. On that, though, Taika Waititi has been confirmed to co-write and direct a TV series for the Apple streaming service called Time Bandits, which is based on a book. So Time Bandits follows an 11-year-old kid who is fascinated by history and gets roped into time-traveling adventures of a group of dwarves who are on the run from an evil presence known as the Supreme Being. This is going to be fun for me. Mm. Again, like we were saying in the previous topic, what 
gets me onto this series is the name Taika Waititi. Yeah. Everything he touches is gold for me. Yeah. So that is why I'm going to be watching this. Whether or not I actually pay for the Apple streaming service or not, we'll see what that compiles of. But if I do manage to pay for it and get to get watch this show, that's why I'm looking forward to it. Taika Waititi brings a very unique sense of humor. Mm. And very, I'm looking forward to what we do in the Shadows TV series, which he's like an executive producer. But this one, he's going to be directly involved in directing and co-writing it. So I'm all for it. Yeah. But more important, I think this Apple streaming service, um, I, I, obviously, like you said, we have we don't know much about it. But I'm trying, I've, been, I've thought about this and I'm trying to think, what is Apple's USP? What is their unique selling point for this particular streaming service? I mean, Disney has everything you know netflix is netflix amazon is amazon but where are they coming in where are they coming in what's going to set them apart why do i need to spend another eight pounds to get this apple streaming service i'm just wondering what they are going to do different because apple cannot just release a product it has to be different it has to add or change the game that's been their mantra for the past decade so i'm just like what's apple going to do differently i don't know well we'll see have you heard any rumors about what's going to be there no all i heard is that they're going to be they've pumped one billion dollars into this on you know original content tv series and movies and they're going to be looking at licensing other movies and series sort of like sky where you can like buy it on the door and amazon as well where you can buy pretty much any movie Mm. or rent it it's going to be a similar service to that very much linked to like itunes where you can buy movies and things like that. But other than that, I don't know. Nothing new, nothing special. Well, well, that's the thing, though. Until they unveil it and talk about it, we don't know anything. Mm. So they might surprise us. Mm. We, don't, we just don't know. And Apple likes to keep things like this pretty close to the chest. It's interesting because this is the way forward for Apple, I think. Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, a few interviews ago, was stating that they are looking at some more services Mm. rather than hardware in the future because of obviously declining iPhone sales and stuff like that. You know, that's a completely different podcast, but they are looking at things like Apple Music, this streaming service, you know, Apple Care, all the actual services that don't relate to the hardware as the future, which is the way the film industry, TV industry and entertainment industry is going, Mm. which really was all started by Apple when iTunes came out. Yeah, the, the iTunes library. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Apple, Apple, Apple coming into the movie game. They're a bit late, but hopefully. I mean, did you hear the story? Uh, not well. Um, Netflix is going to release more. You still not seen Bandersnatch, have you? No, I haven't yet. Yeah. So Netflix announced earlier this week that they are going to be releasing more Bandersnatch type of stories. So when I was talking about being innovative and releasing new things, you know, that's the kind of thing Apple you'd expect from them they'd be the ones to come out with such a cool idea and their kind of shows are different they're more engaging rather than you just sitting on the sofa and watching but netflix has beat them to it and netflix is going to continue doing this um, choose your own adventure kind of movies and based on the success of bandersnatch you know it's the way forward so apple i'm hoping they come out with something new because nobody's just going to spend an extra eight pounds for not i mean most people are not going to cancel their netflix subscription so why spend more money on apple tv there has to be something unique about them if they're just going to be giving us tv shows the same way we know it in amazon and netflix and hulu it's it's 
to me. I, I, I don't see the value there. No, right now I don't see the value either. And actually, I did forget to mention this. Another sort of rumor that I heard is that they're not going to do any mature style stuff. Who? Like Apple. Apple's streaming service. Uh, I can't confirm this at all. This is just what I've read and, and heard from other people. But it will be sort of PG-13 okay. sort of thing. So it, they won't go rated R stuff. It won't be like Netflix where they delve into like, you know, Marvel's Punish, Punisher and stuff like that. It won't be anything like that. And more suited to like Disney needs where you can tell compelling stories and deep stories but with a PG-13 blanket. That's going to be boring, man. So we'll see, we'll see. But like, but like you said, there's nothing there for me drawing mm. into it. Like the, the perfect example is Disney+. Plus. When they announced all those shows that come out, I'm like, you've already taken my money. Yeah. With everything, this and this and this, I'm like, you've got my money. What if it's 10, 15 pounds a month? It doesn't matter. You've got it. So far with Apple, nothing. Nothing yet. So we'll see. March 25th is, well, again, we still can't confirm is that that's the date they're going to unveil the streaming service, but we think it is. Yeah, it probably is because that's where they, they usually do software updates and they make software announcements in this event. So, you know, this is a service, like you said, so it's certainly going to be announced there. Apple TV, Apple streaming or some, yeah, I can see it now. I can just see how it looks on the iTunes store. I can just already see what it's going to look like and the kind of titles we have there, but uh, we'll see. Okay. So from one TV section to another, we go over to HBO. So your favorite TV series, yes. Game of Thrones. So the HBO officially confirmed the runtimes for Game of Thrones, and they're not as long as we thought they were going to be. Yeah, bummer. However, not really too bothered about that. As long as you give me compelling stories, epic fin finale to this series, I'm going to be happy. So I think we saw that the first two episodes are going to be under an hour, mm -hmm. like around the 54, 56 minutes. And then episode three is like a whopping one hour and 22 minutes. Episode four was about an hour. And then the last two episodes are one hour and 20 minutes each. Yeah. So I think the ones above an hour are the ones with battles in it. They said there are a lot of battles in it in this series. Yeah. So that will probably be episode three, five and six. Yeah. The Battle of Winterfell is episode three. I don't know what's going to be in five and six, but I know Battle of Winterfell, the, the one that you saw that last trailer they released where all, all that was going down, that's episode three. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that that's going to be the finale of the actual season. I'm like, nah, nah. that's going to be the first battle you see. Yeah. They still got to go to King's Landing, you know? So there is still a they lot. Haven't, they're not giving anything away like yeah. that. I'm, I do, and I, even, if, even if like somebody leaked a story now i wouldn't read it even if they leaked it i wouldn't watch it i want to be settled in the house on my sofa with a bowl of popcorn and a glass of pineapple juice and i'm watching game of thrones i don't want nothing to spoil it so you're invited you're coming to my place right oh i'll be there yeah because i'm not missing <laughs> as soon as that drops i'm watching it because yeah. i can't go online yeah anytime after that if i miss a single like minute delay and I go online, that's it, I'm spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you gotta watch it. I mean, I, every year, what I do, I, I don't watch it live, I have to record it so I can fast forward the ads. But because it's so late at night, I don't watch it till the next day. But be between when I record it and when I watch it, I stay away from the internet. Do not look at the internet, do not read a newspaper, do not look at your phone, do not go on Twitter, do not do anything because once you go there it's going to get spoiled so yeah so we'll see 
you will see i can't wait for that i you know it's uh anytime i think of it i'm just so excited about it this to me in my scale of preference in terms of um what i'm looking forward to between this and endgame this edges it for me i'm more looking forward to the last season of game of thrones than the last episode of the last installment of the you know the avengers universe for this um time period well we'll see fingers crossed but everything's gonna be happening all in one month well yeah i sent you a text during that week of in night there was a, a month in a year there was forrest gump what were those movies oh yeah it was uh, jurassic park uh, pulp fiction forrest gump and there was something else i can't remember but it was all released in the same in year the same year the same Imagine crazy how crazy that was the oh, so many classic movies i yearned for those days where there were just some new ideas people were coming out with new stuff they were trying to fill time with cgi and just trying to make films you know i yearn for those days where real creators were given the freedom to actually release anything you know i yearn for those days well that's still happening it's just happening on streaming services rather than in the cinema uh yeah i think yeah you're right it, you're right the industry has just changed mm. it's still there but it's in a different format now yeah but still oh, those stories were so good can you okay let me ask you a question and those of us listening think about this can you name one or two films you have watched that will be considered that came out within the last three to five years that in 20 years time they will be considered cult classics cult classics or i mean classics they will be oh, like just classics, classics. sorry i didn't mean cult classics but classics in the last five years three to five years long pause <laughs> for me personally i think infinity war is uh is gonna hold as a, as one of those films that is groundbreaking on so many levels mm. and you know it, it pushed the boundaries of cinema in, in a certain aspects that the general op, you know consumer doesn't see but it just wants so many hearts and i think i think for me personally that's gonna stand the test of time that one particular but the thing about infinity wars infinity wars is only good because it has 11 years of backstory that's why it's so agreed good. yeah yeah so it's in itself it's just a film but because there's so much of you know preamble to it that's why it's so good so okay infinity okay let's leave that for now but that's something to think about that, that's a, a we can do a topic on that yeah we should we, we should talk on about show. It. Yeah. yeah we should because i i personally i thought about it and i can't think of the only thing that i said yeah it was game of thrones the only thing that has been released in the past couple of years that i know that 20 years down the line people will still be watching it and people would still be so into it is game of thrones but apart from that nothing else in my opinion nothing is new i mean you, you read to me the um the blurb for the film for sh the, the cherry movie from tom holland and russo brothers it didn't move me because i've seen this before you know and that's what i'm saying that i'm just yearning for days where movies not streaming like i'd go to the cinema and i'd be like omg wow you know and there would be a movement around it and there'll be so much talk about it and it'll be such a, a good movie and you know that this thing is something that's going to be here for a very 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 long time but we're not get 
it's not happening these days and i don't know what's to blame but like you said we'll talk about it in another episode but it's something to think about okay well that we're going to head into our next segment of the show which is called the trailer park they've done studies you know 60 percent of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense this week we've got three new trailers to talk about so the first one comes from our ferry company disney <laughs> And it is the full Aladdin trailer. So they released two before this. They were sort of like little teasers. And then we had the second one was the infamous reveal of the genie. But this one's a full-fledged trailer. So I'm going to head over to you, ND. You watched it a couple of times. What do you think of the trailer? The trailer is good. The film looks good. Good casting. But my biggest gripe with it is Will Smith as the genie. I don't think that was a good idea. I mean, when I watch it... What I'm seeing, I am seeing Will Smith. I'm not seeing the genie. I'm seeing Will Smith. I'm seeing Fresh Prince. I'm seeing all of that. But that should not be the case. I should be able to watch it and see the genie. But Will Smith is so distracting that I think he's just... Uh, I didn't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that casting of Will Smith as the genie. And the CGI doesn't help. It's so... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan of Will Smith. That is besides that also another thing is Jafar they had Jafar with this thin voiced slim guy who looks more like a brainiac like an evil genius rather than the ruthless the ruthless sorcerer that Jafar in the cartoon was Jafar in the cartoons was scary man he had this stick of a of a corporate of a snake and he pointed in your eyes and you know that was some scary stuff you know, but you don't get that with the, the guy who's playing Jafar in this film and Will Smith. Apart from those two points, to me, everything looks good. I like it. It looks good. I liked the market scene where you had him jumping over and meeting the princess. It all looks good. They look like likable characters. I just pray that they won't try and send a political message with this film. They should just keep it true, true to the source material. Don't add, you know what I mean, right? You know, don't... You know, I know what you mean. Yeah, they, they shouldn't do it with this film. This film is so set up to be like that. The whole Jasmine thing and the whole marrying who you want, doing what you want. You can be a strong female lead, female character and not be pushed around in a world dominated by men and all. Yes, th that this film is so good for that. But please don't do it. Just, just, just don't do it, please. Just... Stay true to the original Aladdin story. Just don't, 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 don't politicize this. That's what I'm begging. Well, it's too late because it's, the film is already shot and all that. But I just hope they don't do that with this film. I'm fine if they do that with a film. Uh, for me, you can do whatever you want with a film as long as it's executed well. well. Well, no, no, I don't. I disagree because Star Wars, The Last Jedi, they did it. It was executed well. Nobody complains about Star Wars being wrongly executed it's just it was the right thing in the wrong place so you you can do you can have the best intentions you can have the best message but it's you need to do it in the right place that's what i mean you can do it as long as it's executed well like captain marvel they didn't beat you over the head with that message but that message was still there mm. you can still do it with aladdin i think okay we'll see but i just hope like you said they don't beat it over our heads. They don't make it obvious that this is what they're trying to do. Sort of like they did with The Last Jedi. It was very obvious and they've been doing with the past this new um, set of Star Wars films. 
trying to push this whole thing on us but these things need to happen organically they don't need to you don't need to force it or shove it down people's minds it will just put it in there and like a capsule that you you don't when you take a capsule it goes in and it's tasteless but when it gets into your belly it explodes and it releases all the chemicals that your body needs you know they should do it like that you know but so i'm just hoping that's not the case with this one cool right so we'll look, talk about the trailer then because <laughs> that's <laughs> what we're meant to be talking about not politi- <laughs> political messages so yeah i really like the trailer itself it looks fun it looks bright vibrant the CGI, apart from which I will get to in a second, which I echo your thoughts on the genie, but overall the CGI looks kind of good from what I can see from the trailer. So I'm looking forward to seeing this in the cinema. This is what we were talking about earlier. This is a cinema film. Mm-hmm. It needs to be experienced on the big screen. So yeah, it just looks like a really fun film. Like you, I'm really excited for when he's in the market. Uh, he's going to be jumping around and they're going to be chasing him. And that's going to be, looks like it's going to be a really exciting scene. Mm. So. That's going to be fun. But, but no, but what are, your, what are your thoughts on the casting? Those two castings? I, I'm fine. You're I fine mean, with I, that? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm fine with the two leads, you mean, yeah? Mm-hmm. Aladdin and Jasmine. No, and Jafar. Oh, Jaf- well, I'll get to him in a second. But no, Aladdin and Jasmine, I'm fine. I can't really critique because I haven't seen them in anything because they are sort of fresh faces. So I'm happy that Disney have done that, hired in fresh faces for the, these characters. Jafar, like you, I'm not a fan of. Think he could be a bit more intimidating mm-hmm. you know he just doesn't strike fear into me when i was a bit younger and i watched aladdin i was scared of jafar i was like yeah. oh this guy's scary and he had a weird looking face and stuff he doesn't i don't know i just don't get that sense of fear i don't think little kids not that little kids should be scared but there should still be an element of like this is a bad guy he, he, he seems more cerebral yeah yeah than, yeah. yeah so I, i'm not getting that vibe off him and again agreeing with you i'm, I'm not feeling will smith as the genie I need to see it in context in the movie because the trailer can only so- show so much. It was very similar to the Suicide Squad situation where when the trailers came out, I loved the trailers, but I thought, oh, Will, S- Will Smith is dead shot. He's kind of too like Will Smith. And then when I saw the movie, he was the best part of the thing. He really embraced the role of dead shot. I didn't see Will Smith. I saw the character dead shot. So that's where I am here with this one because like we've talked about before, Will Smith is a certain actor that when he's in a movie, you're like, ooh, is he going to be Will Smith or is he going to be this character? Mm. A lot of the time, he's Will Smith. Yeah. And that, and that takes you out of the movie, which I hope doesn't happen, but we'll see. We'll see. So the next trailer we're going to be talking about is quite a different type of trailer for a different type of film. It's Mel Gibson's next movie starring Mel Gibson and Sean Penn while they create the Oxford Dictionary. And the film is called The Professor and the Madman. So, what did you think of this trailer, Andy? So, if I understand it correctly, this is the true story of how the first dictionary was b- developed. The Oxford Dictionary, yeah. Wow. It, was that the first? Do you know if that's the first dictionary ever? Uh, I believe it is, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, it's, it will be good to watch, you know. I just hope they stay true to the story, the actual story. They don't add too much for dramatic effect. Yeah, when we saw in the trailer, it did say based on a true story. Very much, you have to add a dramatic effect for these things. So that's why it's based on a true story, but it's not going to be following it beat for beat. Well, nothing can, but you know, I just hope sometimes, here's the thing, when they say based on a true story, how much of it, you know, I, I did a film, I wrote a film once and directed a film once and I said it was based on a true story. And the part that was based on a true story was just one little bit 
the rest was fictional, but because just that little bit was just happened, I said the whole film, the entire film was based on a true story, but it wasn't really. So it could just be because these were the guys that wrote the dictionary. That's why they've said based on the true story. But 99% of everything we watch is fictional. I, that's not what I want because I, I won't learn anything from it. I love stories that, wow, you know, this happens to me. Anytime I watch a film based on a true story at the end, and I'm sure everybody does this, those, those of you listening, whenever you watch a true story, you wait for the end where they put in black and white, then they write um, what actually happened to those people. Then you now, then I now go back on Wikipedia or I now go to Google and the first thing I check is how, res- how much did the people who acted the film resemble the real people in real life? Then I try to figure out what was real and what was fake. It just makes the whole experience more engaging. But if it's just loosely based on a true story, <laughs> that, I'll be so disappointed in this. I'm fine if it's just loosely based. Personally, like I said, I just want a really good story that's entertaining. For me, if it's based on a true story, you can do a lot with that. Very much like you did. You know, you took a little part and you based a whole story around it. I'm fine with that. Whatever inspires you to tell a certain story. But we'll see. I mean, we don't know at this point. We've only got the first trailer mm. of what it's going to look like. And I'm just really excited for Mel Gibson and Sean Penn. He, yeah. Two amazing actors. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, and Mel Gibson is a very good filmmaker. Not just an actor. He's a very good filmmaker. You, did you ever see The Passion of the Christ? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 knows his, he knows how to get your attention. So we'll see. Yeah. So and it has a lot of, looks like a lot of historical figures, such as, you know, Winston Churchill popped up in there. So... Mm. When he said, oh, in the trailer, he said Churchill. Was that Winston Churchill? I would imagine so, yeah. Hmm. He looked quite young and quite... Churchill was... Well, Churchill wasn't old forever, Uh, always. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. No, but he looked very... He had dark hair. He looked young. Well, Yeah, he looks like he looked like in his 30s or something like that. Mm. But this looks like a really nice British film. Yeah. Very British style film. So, uh, yeah, looking. I don't know when it's actually going to be released, but I'll I'll be checking that out 100%. And our final trailer for the week is the big one, the main one, the main event. Mm, Drum rolls. (laughs) Avengers Endgame. Now, this trailer dropped out of nowhere. Literally, I was just, I was at work, and then I just got bombarded with text messages from people who were like, have you seen it? So I went on Twitter, I was like, (gasps) found some place quiet, and I just watched that about five times. (laughs) So I'll start this one off. Wow. Wow. What a trailer. Like, I loved every single frame and moment of this trailer. It's perfect. And the the best thing about this trailer is that I still know just as much as I did before I started watching the trailer. Mm -hmm. This marketing is insane. Like, after Infinity War, everybody knows, I mean, you should know what happened. Uh, And we still have no clue what we're going to get into in this movie. Mm. And at the same time, it got me even more excited than I didn't think I could get more excited about this film. And it just upped the ante even more. What I loved was, you know, the beginning when they showed all the old clips from the previous movies, like the first Iron Man and Thor and Captain America, all in black and white. And I loved that they, the only color they showed was red, which was, which was a really nice touch. And then we get into like the new clips of Endgame and stuff like that. I love the part where you see Hawkeye teaching what looks like his daughter to bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. So that leads to speculation. Is that going to be Kate Bishop, which is the successor to Hawkeye? And I think it's 
coincidental that, that they show that scene of him uh, teaching his daughter how to shoot the, the bow and arrow. And then the next scene, you see him like down and dark and looks really sad. So mm. I, I don't think that's by accident. I think his family get dusted. Yeah. Did, uh, did you see some a bit of a connection between him and Scarlett Johansson? That's, that is a very deep bond of brother sister style though. okay you thought it was more yeah it's, it's, okay. for me it's always been that st style of relationship it's never been romantic in any way okay that's the way i've always pictured them too and it's just it's this is going to be a very very emotional movie i think i think it's going to be one of the most if not the most emotional yet of the marvel movies and then of course the big one was that end shot where we see them all with uh, what we believe are going to be the quantum realm suits. You know, the quantum realm. The white ones. Yeah, where Ant-Man goes into when he shrinks really, uh, when he keeps on shrinking. And the big thing is that we see Tony Stark and Nebula with all the other Avengers. Yeah. So that raises some questions. How did he get back to Earth? Yeah. What, what's going to happen there? Man, it, it, it raises so many questions, this trailer, without giving anything away. And half the trailer was footage we'd seen from previous movies mm -hmm. and they just did it in such a way that it just ah oh, i'm so excited for this movie like you said like you're, you're excited for game of thrones mm. most of this this for me is is everything <laughs> like i can't wait for this so obviously you saw it about 10 million times <laughs> yes I what did. did you think oh man same as you every single thing you said every single thing you said i'm just the biggest question was what you've just mentioned at the end of the trailer they had Tony Stark in the quantum suit. So I'm like, what? You know, how did he get back to Earth? I thought Tony Stark was going to, you know, everybody thinks he's going to die in this movie to give way to Captain Marvel to be the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, you know, whatever, you know. So that took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to see that clip, but we'll see if it's actually in the film or it was just shot for marketing and they do that a lot in superhero movies where they put in a clip that is not in the actual film so we wait for that i also i liked i'm sure everybody on the show can already tell i'm a big fan of captain marvel because i, I really say good things about her i liked that the end of the trailer where you had captain marvel standing by thor and he summons the axe and she just looks at him like okay and then gives him a cheeky smile and he was like i like this one <laughs> i like that i can't wait to see the role she's gonna play i'm a huge fan of captain marvel like, i just i want to see her i want to actually see a feast fight between her and thanos that's gonna be epic <laughs> that is her that. thor and thanos Oof. oh that's gonna be good Oof. so i don't know if tony's gonna die i think cap's gonna die though you reckon yeah because he's supposed to be dead, isn't he? I, th I think he's going to do the ultimate sacrifice and, and give up his life in the end. But oh, I I'm going to be a, a mess after this movie. Like, uh, And I love the little clips you see of Cap when he's like, you know, angry and he's covered in like dirt and stuff mm. like that. It looks like the same clip, the way we see Ant-Man jumping around. That looks like some big re battle that's going to happen. Mm. If that in involves Thanos, who knows? We we just don't know. And that's why this is the best marketed superhero movie ever. I think we just know nothing about this movie. I pray the, 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 the pacing of the film is not too slow. You know, every trailer has been this post-traumatic. Post, post you know, you see them slow and sad. 
I can understand if they do that for the first act, but after the first act, I want the film to pick up and let's get to let's get to battle mode. You know, I just hope it's not going to be this slow. How long is the film? What's the running time? We don't know the running time yet, but according to the Russo brothers, uh, the current cut is about three hours. Okay, we well, imagine three hours of just expo, exp, you know, of just being sad and thinking about your life and all of that. That'd I don't think that they're, they're going to do that. I though. hope so. I really hope so. Just do it in the first act. We get it. They're dead. They're sad. But let's get to Thanos. Let's get to kicking some butt. You know, we want to see that. It, the first one was so good. Um, Infinity Wars was the, clearly the best film in the whole Avengers, and so it should be. It was so good. And what's also funny is that we still haven't seen a clip of Thanos yet yeah. in, the, in this. Yeah. Uh, which obviously he was the lead mm. in Infinity War. You know, he was all over the marketing. We still haven't seen him. We, uh, the only thing we saw was we saw his armor in the first trailer as like a scarecrow. And then there's this quick shot of him like going through the wheat. Mm -hmm. Very gladiator style mm -hmm. shot. But apart from that, nothing. Yeah. So let, it's, it'll be interesting to see what part he plays because he's not going to be as a big of a part as he was in the first one, mm. I don't think. Mm. Do, you, do you think he's going to play a really big part? I think so because he still has the infinity... Those infinity stones are not used once. He still has the infinity stones. They have to get it from him. So he, it's going to be us against Thanos. In the first one, it was Thanos against, it was Thanos against us. Now it's us against Thanos. They're going on the offensive, I think. So, yeah, he, I think he's still going to play a huge part in the film. Do you think they should release another trailer? No. No? Leave it as it is. Mm, I agree. I agree. We're too close now. There's there's no point mm. releasing another yeah. trailer now because we're, we're literally about five weeks away, maybe less. Yeah. You've got our money. My butt is in that seat already. Mm. Like, and as well as millions of other people. You we do don't not, need... You yeah. don't need another trailer. I agree. We, we already know everything we need to know going into this film. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. If you need to know what you need to know, watch Infinity War. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't see the point of another trailer. It's just if you if they do another trailer, it's just showing off. It's just them showing off because nobody needs a trailer now to see this film. If you're not going to see it now, you're, nothing can make you see. It. Everybody I know that knows anything about films is just pumped up for this. So yeah, no trailer needed. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the trailer park segment. We're going to go into the next one, which is the movie review. And this week, it's going to be the Netflix film, Triple Frontier. That was a shit show back then, man. We don't leave messes like that. It wasn't just Lorea's money. A lot more people are going to come after you. You lied to us. They got every town covered. So we go through them. So, Andy. Yeah. You saw the movie? Um, I have to confess, I haven't seen it fully yet. I saw the first act, then I slept off. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I have only seen the first bit of it. But you've seen the whole thing. I've seen the whole thing. Thoughts? Uh, so we'll we'll talk about the whole thing. Mm. Uh, obviously, no spoilers because Andy hasn't finished watching it. So, yeah, okay. If you want me to start this one off? Yes, please. Cool. What I liked about this movie, there actually were quite a few things I liked about this movie. Mm. First of all, I would say it is a rewatchable movie. That's how I base a lot of movies. If it if it deserves my time to rewatch it, it's a decent movie. That and and I put that on that sort of okay. shelf. Okay. Okay. So I would watch this again if somebody said, "Do you want to watch this movie?" Yeah, cool. Maybe not out of my own accord, but if somebody put it on, I will happily watch it. Saying that, there obviously are some few kinks about the movie. 
But I'm going to start on a positive note. The best thing about this movie, like I was said from the beginning last week, was the cast. The chemistry between the five of them was really, really good. You really believed that these uh, they were a band of brothers. They've been through some stuff. They've seen through. They've seen some stuff, you know, in their history. Uh, and we're seeing like them uh, in post their prime, you know, maybe apart from Oscar Isaac, which is still doing his thing. But the character, especially that Ben Affleck, they're all like trying to live a life after the war in a way, which um, it is fascinating. I think we could have got a bit deeper on that. They sort of just skimmed the surface at times. I think we could have seen a bit more the struggles of what it's like after being in doing what they've doing for so many years. But, you know, that chemistry for me held the movie together. Uh, I did think the plot was, was good. It was different to what I was expecting. I thought the marketing was leading towards more of a pumpy, action-heavy style movie, but this was more of a heist film, more tactical strategy, which was a good turn for me. I liked it. I liked it. It was like a jungle heist. So that was really good, and so it was it's a basic story. There's, n there's no, you know, weird things to think about or heavy plot twists. There's, there's nothing like that. It's just a straight jungle heist movie with really good chemistry of these actors. And, you know, they, these are top-tier actors, and for, for them to be doing on a film on Netflix, that says something about, like, we were talking about the industry today. So, yeah, for me, this is a, a solid movie that I'll watch again. At times, it does get a bit slow for me. Could have picked up the pace at times when they're on their adventure. You'll see when you get to the second and third act. But other than that, yeah, I'd, I'd happily watch this again. Very good cast. It's a very long film right? because I checked the running time. It was two hours long. That's a very long. That's 30 minutes longer than average. Right? The average film is about 90 minutes. It's long. So, yeah, I'm certainly going to finish it tonight, um, today. And then, uh, you know, what, what's your score? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this film because it's not as, as a deep film as some of the other films that we've been reviewing. It's a very good film. I highly recommend it. And I would probably give it a 7.5. Okay. 7.5. 7. Cinematography is awesome yeah. as well. Like, it's very, very well shot. Well directed, I think. Yeah. It's it's not easy to shoot in those environments, those jungle environments. I mean, you as a director, you know, just shooting on a pavement is hard it's enough, yeah. <laughs> let alone going into the jungle and yeah. doing stuff like that. So kudos to them because they pulled it off pretty well. And be interesting to find out the budget of this film. A mm, couple of millions. But yeah, I agree. Yeah looks like it had a high budget to do some of the stuff they did. The action, I thought when the action was happening, was really good, very well choreographed. 100%, see this movie, guys. Mm. If you've got Netflix, I mean, why don't you Yeah, see this movie? I'll certainly finish it. I mean, I watched the first act, and I, I agree with you. The cinematography was really good. You know, the pacing, the choreography, everything was really top, top, top. So I'll, I'll finish it today. I'm finish it today. To me, I think I'm probably going to give it a seven by the time I finish it. From what I've seen so far, it's seven. It's To me, it's just one of those films where you just want to watch a film and you just want to watch a good film. You just put it on. It's one of those. It's not, you probably won't remember it two weeks from the day you watch it, but it's a, it's going to, I think it's going to be a good film when I watch it because all I've seen is the first act. So we'll see. Well, the one with Oscar Isaac, that's just where I ended, but I haven't seen the rest, but we'll see. So we're going to head into the last segment of the show now, which is what's coming for you guys. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. So we've got a couple of things for what's coming. First one is, this was my bad, guys. Last week I said that Us would be coming out. 
Well, it wasn't. It's coming out this week. <laughs> I got my figures wrong. So it is actually coming out this week. As we said, listen back to our previous episode. We're super excited for this horror movie by Jordan Peele. But we also have something very special to announce. I don't know if you saw, we shared the trailer, or teaser trailer, I should say, for our very own Andy's film, Accepting Her. So, Andy, the trailer's coming out. Yep. When's the actual movie coming out? Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yep. The film comes out on Wednesday. It's going to be online for free. It's not behind any paywall or anything. No restrictions. Watch it. Download it. I'm just giving this film, giving this film to everyone for free. So it comes out on Wednesday. The trailer came out. I released the trailer last week. and got a lot of messages and people are looking forward to it. It's a film about the conflict between a girl and her dad. She's born with a certain condition. And because of her condition, her parents split up. And she has to live with her mom. And and since she's been living with her mother, her mother has always told her she's perfect the way she is. Accept who you are. Don't let anybody try to change you and all that. So she's always lived with her mom. Then unfortunately, you know, her mom dies in a car crash. So she's she has to go live with her dad. So the entire film is just that conflict between her and her dad. Her dad trying to get her to change and her trying to stay true to who she is so that's accepting her it's coming out on wednesday you can find it online www.acceptingher.com forward slash watch it's it's all going to be there on wednesday uh, what streaming site is it uh, what uh, site is it going to be uploaded on it's going to be accepting her it's on vimeo but it's you can watch it exclusively on the release day. You can watch it on acceptingher.com okay. forward slash watch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing the final product. Just like to say that I also helped ND out yes. on there and the sound recording on set and stuff like that. But I just want to pick your brain a bit more about this film because yes. we got time to kill. So yep. how did the whole concept of this film come about? Like, Where did you get the initial idea? And then we're like, I need to make this. Yeah, so it's been mainly a story of conflict between two people and I wanted to that, that was the, where I started from a conflict between two people and I wanted to push it to the extreme I don't want to give too much but about the condition the girl has but I really wanted to push it to one extreme of the table what would be the worst thing that a girl can have as a dad what's the worst thing ab about your child that would make you reject the sight of her so I thought about it and I, you know, and that was what we gave to her. And but then we started to build layers upon layers. So the initial thing was we wanted to have a story that had a conflict between that based on her natural condition. So it was based on a natural condition. It wasn't based on anything she had done. It was just who she was. There was there's a wider message I'm trying to send in this story, but based on her natural condition, she was being persecuted by her dad. And I just so so that was the initial thought. Then I just started building layers upon layers to create a story from that. Yeah, that's really interesting. What was the production like of it? Like, how did you get all the cast and crew involved, specifically the cast? Because some of them were very, very talented when I was working on set. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with those actors and how did you get involved with them? Yeah, so, I mean, kudos to them. They stuck with it. This film is taking a while to make. It's taken me close to two years to make um, for funding reasons, mainly for funding and scheduling reasons. It's taking me a lot, but these guys have stuck with it all through. There are times we don't, we finish a scene 
and we don't shoot for another three to four months and they come back on set and they're all refreshed they don't have to they easily get into their characters so i was really grateful to them i mean i most of them i met through online i met online their websites um star now where just like linkedin but for actors where these talent they go in and they post their cvs but i knew when i wrote the characters i knew what i wanted them to look like so to me whenever i'm writing for a character the first thing in my mind is i knew what that person should look like so i knew exactly what i was looking for so i went on there and i started to search the profiles for the look i was going for and i got it with these characters and um got into send them a message they responded we had meetings and everything just kicked off from there but yeah they really stuck with it and i'm you know really happy with the with the cast they did very well people who some early re reviewers of the website have said that they really liked the acting and i'm so proud of them for that yeah that's really good i mean like i said when i was on set yeah. there were some really good performances going and there were some occasions where we had some really harsh conditions as well and you know bless the actors they <laughs> fought through some really hard yeah. conditions yeah kudos to them as you said what is your sort of goal with this movie so with obviously with most filmmakers when they starting up they either try to make a full feature length or a short film mm. now you haven't made either of those things yes <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, like a short film i think is classified up to 10 minutes yep. and then a feature film is 80 minutes yep. but you you've got a 40 minute film <laughs> yeah. was it yeah. what's the actual it's running time and, and 40 minutes 40 minutes 40 uh, minutes so because of the, of the running time and stuff like that so what do you hope to do with this film and how do you What's your goal with it? Right. So you're absolutely correct. Because of the running time, it's not. I didn't make it for the festival circuit, so to speak. I made it more as a stepping stone towards my feature-length film, which I've started working on already. I'm working with the writers on that already. So I wanted it to be a stepping stone towards that. I've made a, a couple of other films in the past, you know, and those films have been about five minute, ten minute long. But I wanted to push myself even further and be more ambitious with the story I was working with and that's what I came up with a 40 minute story could have been a bit longer but kept it down to 40 minutes so now the next thing we're working on now is pushing it to the final level which is a feature-length film so for this film it, that was what it was for me personally and that's why when it comes to releasing it I'm not putting it behind a paywall or anything I'm just pushing it out there because for me it's it's it has served its purpose it has you know a lot of people call themselves filmmakers but they've never really made a film but for me i needed to do it to be it you know so this has it served its purpose in the sense that it's it's giving me that experience of that i can actually do this you know and that's why that's what it is for me yeah so you you were the main guy in this so you yes. wrote yep directed yep produced yep uh you funded it yourself as well yep all your funding everything that's crazy man yeah uh, I, how how much of a toll did it take on you this um no i won't tell you the exact amount no, i would not not financial just you as a oh, person oh man <laughs> honestly like personally i can't wait for wednesday when i release this film and it's done then i can then unplug the hard drives and just all the footage goes to my storage and I close it. I, you know, it's it's been a long time. Like I said, this film has taken me two years. So it's taken two years of my creative, all of my creative juices. So I just want to drop it and focus on the next project. So a lot of people, you know, I know we criticize films here a lot, but 
making a film is a very hard thing to do guys it's a very very hard thing to do it tasks you if all that it took to make a film was the money then everybody would make films but there is so much more to that you're dealing with people and i wasn't just the writer and director i also produced it so i had to deal with a lot of external parties a lot of agencies and a lot of rules and regulations and law and all it's it's a lot but it is a hell of an experience and um yeah i'd love i wouldn't change anything from it your next project then yes what is your role in that are you because you said how much of a this really took out of you especially the producing side of it yes. are you going to take a bank seat on the producing side of this and just focus on the di- directing side or are you going to get hands-on as you did with this one i will co-produce because i'm a control freak like that but i won't be the main producer of my of my next film no certainly not the main producer i will co-produce it with somebody else who i already you know so I'll, it, I'll, I'll co-produce, but my main task would be the director. I will direct it, and obviously it's been, I'm writing it now, so I'll be writer, director, and co-producer. And did you say you were working on the script with someone else as well? So you've yes. been co-writing yes. with someone? Yes, I'm cool. co-writing with someone, yes. Excellent, well, man. The co-writing, I'm you know, um, more like feeding off him on you know, just getting more... Sort of rubbing off ideas and all of that. Almost stuff. like a consultant. Exactly, yes. Yeah. yeah, making sure, you know, because one thing about writing, this happens more when you're editing as a director, when you're editing your, your film. The lot of stuff you want to put in the film because you know how hard it was for you to shoot it. Maybe it took you, imagine it took you six hours to shoot just to get one shot. And your, your, your editor comes in and he's like, we can't have that shot. It doesn't work with the film. And you're like, no, I spent six hours making this. You got to put it in there, but you can't. So there are sometimes we get emotionally attached to some of our, some some things and we need somebody to to take us away from that. So that's why I, I, as I'm writing this, I need somebody who's there beside me telling me, I know you like this idea. I know you want to put it in there, but it doesn't work. So, you know, kind of take it out. So that's where mainly that person comes in. Awesome, man. Well, extremely excited to see where you go with that project. Yeah. And as you heard, this coming Wednesday, Accepting Her gets released on Vimeo. Check it out, guys. And with that, we come to the end of our show. But before we sign off, Andy, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter. Find me on Twitter, Unduaj. That's N-D-U-A-J. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SweatyJake. And you can also find us, Film7, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And you can also find us on Twitter, so if you want to send us any questions, feel free to do so. So until next week, see you later, guys. <laughs>